Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Art of Podcast. I'm Leah Fisher, and I'm your host. And just coming back to you guys, as promised, I told you last week that I would read a little bit more from my book and kind of do the same thing that I did last week. And so I'm here. I'm trying to be consistent. You guys know this is not my my strong suit. <laughs> I like to do things very sporadically. I don't love a schedule. I don't like um, a lot of tight restraints around where I'm supposed to be. But I like to be on time. Like if I say I'm going to be there, I want to be on time. I just don't like to be scheduled out and I don't love a regimen. So doing a podcast every single week, I think, um, I don't know, I've kind of let go of the norm and the expectation and, you know, I've got to do it like every other person is going to do it if I'm going to be successful. And I may be a little delusional there, but as I said last week, I just kind of want to do what lights me up and I don't want to feel like this life is a burden, right? Because I feel like when I feel burdened, I don't want to do anything. And I don't really show up as my best self either when I'm there out of obligation. So I am 100% here today because I want to be, I want to be talking to you. I want to be talking about the subject. And so there you go. There you go. I'm in alignment with what I want and what I'm doing. And I think for me, that's the way I want to be living my life these days. So I'm doing that, right? <laughs> um, so I am going to read to you today a little bit more out of my book. But first, I want to tell you that the book launch is on May 6th at Samuel and Galleries from 6 to 9 o'clock. And I would love for you all to join. I've been painting a lot for this show. There are going to be a lot of new portraits. There are going to be some portraits that are in the book as well, but I'm really excited about the new work and for everyone to see it. So please join me on May 6th at Samuel and Galleries. So, you know, I started thinking and I've been talking a lot about it and these are my self-portraits, which of course are inner self-portraits. They're pictorial representations of emotions and things that have occurred in my life and people who have had influence over me and I do abstracts too, but, but these are, these are deeply personal, right? And the book is very much about me and me, me, me all the time. It's like one station (laughs) and I've been reading the book and I'm like, Oh God, you're wearing me out, Leah. Like this is wearing me out. And I don't know that this podcast really comes off like that, but this portion of it is just because the book is about me and it's about my life and about my experience in this world and this incarnation. And I just started thinking, are people going to get tired of hearing about this? You know, I don't think that this is necessarily a purely narcissistic endeavor, although it certainly has overtones of that for sure. But my intention and my hope is that 
me putting this information out there and me talking about myself in this way is somehow going to connect all of you guys and me together in our human experience. Because sometimes we feel like we're so terminally unique and we're so alone out there and that no one has ever done what we've done or experienced what we've experienced. And we feel like we're bad or alone or shameful. But sometimes when we hear the stories of other people, it really connects us in a way that dissipates shame and lets us know that we aren't alone in our experience and in our human experience, in our universal human experience. Because what I've noticed is that the more that I've talked about myself and listened to other people and their stories, we are way more similar than we are different. Uh, We really like to try to make ourselves special or get on the ladder of they're better than me. I'm better than them. They're below me. I'm below them. And just kind of this, this ranking and file system is humans, but really we are all connected and we all have very similar experiences, even though they don't always look the same, but what is the same underneath it are the emotions because When one person feels grief or sadness or shame or joy, just because the particular circumstance that was the catalyst that brought up this emotion doesn't look the same for every person, the emotion is the same. Uh, So, you know, if, if we have done something really shameful, it's easy for another human to relate to at least the emotion. Now, the circumstance, people can be very judgy about it. People can be, I don't know. Um, I don't know, in my opinion, a little bit hypocritical, right? Because we judge, okay, that, that thing is worse than my thing, or they did this, or they did that. We, we tend to minimalize our, our own faults and our own shame, but, uh, I digress a little bit there. However, my point is, I just hope by me talking about this for a little while, just humor me, I'll have some more guests on eventually. Um, but me talking about myself in this way, I hope that it is a, is a mirror to you to show you something in your life and also to bring some hope that there is growth and healing around the most dire circumstances and things that we might think that we will never get over, you know, even those things get healing and move and change. And so, I hope this book shines some light on that area of your life that you need some illumination and some hope and maybe some expansion around. It can be a little different. So, okay, well, I will go ahead and read this part of my book. I, I'm trying to pick some of the shorter vignettes in the book because, you know, a couple of them are two or three pages long and I don't know that that's, I, I'll, I might read one later, but, um, for now, I'm just trying to give you some digestible little bites of the book and not wear you out too much. But this one was based on a painting called Who Do You Think I Was? And I got this title actually from a John Mayer song. I will link that song in the bottom of my show notes because, first of all, I love John Mayer. He's such a brilliant songwriter. And once you get past, you know, your body is a wonderland. He is really a brilliant musician, a great guitar player and an amazing songwriter. And this is one of my favorite songs of his because it's really just kind of um, highlighting that we change constantly 
And the way that we present to the world and the image that we are playing this role that we are playing, it constantly changes. So as soon as someone thinks they know exactly who you are, you can change on a dime. And even more, we a lot of times don't even know who we are. And this, uh, this little piece of writing that I did, it just, it kind of talks about like, who am I? Who, who did you think I was? Because it's all a little bit of an illusion, right? And uh, so I'll go ahead and read that for you. Also, I will, I'm going to make a post. I'm gonna, I did a really cool photo shoot um, last week and I'm going to post a photo and something a little different for me. And then I'm also going to link this painting with it too. So you can be able to reference this if you want to. But here's the, here's the reading. The version of me in this portrait is unapologetically standing in her power. She knows exactly who she is and feels no obligation to smile for the camera like a good little girl. She appears to be surrounded by magic, but in truth, she is the magic. I'm not a manifestation of my parents' shortcomings, nor am I responsible for their happiness or well-being. I am not what you think of me, and I am not the sum of my accomplishments, my profession, or education. I am not my citizenship or my religious affiliation. I'm not my possessions or the balance in my bank account. I am not my failures, mistakes, or false starts in this world. I am not my wounds or my anxieties. I am not defined by my relationship status or my social standing. I am not my age, the color of my eyes, or the weight of my scale. I am, however, the totality of all these things, but it is only a minuscule fraction of what I have been and will be as I continue on my own journey through life. Overall, I am my circumstances and my experiences of my ancestors, whether I judge them to be good or bad, plus the thoughts I choose to entertain in each moment. I am pure creative potential, an integral and necessary part of the entirety of the universal energy. I am consciousness. I am here. I am now. I am who I intend to be. I am intimately connected to everything and everyone. I am music, I am art, I am pain, I am light. I am infinitely everything that ever was and ever will be. I am the unique fingerprint of the only thing that exists or has ever existed. I am love. And so are you, by the way. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, who do you think I was? I don't even know that I even knew who I was for a long time. I think, I think that's kind of what we're doing here on this earth. You know, we're always like, what are we doing? What is the purpose of this? And I think, I don't know, I'm just starting to maybe become aware of that. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing here. We're, we're learning who we are as we unfold in relation to the cosmic cycle right? I spent most of my life, I mean, really being attached to everything, you know, all those things that I mentioned, um, accomplishments, trying to be something, trying to make something, trying to, uh, it's a lot of ego stuff, you know, try to measure up and kind of be good enough. You know, I talk about it a lot on this podcast about self-love and, and all that, and really trying to get the world to reflect back to you that you're worthy of love, that you are something, that you are valuable. Um, I think 
that that is, you know, I mean, we, we have to do that a little bit earlier in life because we have to just form into what we are. And it's, it's very hard for us not to look at the people around us and, and say, you know, am I doing this right? Am I okay? And it even feels like you should kind of encourage your kids and tell them how great they are and everything. But, you know, uh, Artie Wu kind of talks about that in his, and I've, and, and I talk about him in my book, but a lot of times I think what happened with me and what happens with kids is we just tell them how great they are. And we say, Oh, you, you colored that so well, or, or you threw that ball so great in the game today. And, but love and value often becomes very transactional, right? Like you're like, Oh, okay. Like I made that a, and I'm good. And you get that little hit of dopamine that tells you I'm good. I'm loved. I'm worthy. And we get this from the world. We get it from our parents. We get it from our friends. We get it from ourself, this performance based value. And that's, I'm not saying that that's bad, but I suspect in what Artie Wu talks about is that we don't get a lot of unconditional love. Like I love you even if you fail, even if you don't look the way I want you to look or you don't act the way you are supposed to act in my eyes or you're not making me feel the way that I want to feel. I don't know that parents really... Um, I feel like they love their kids unconditionally, but maybe it sometimes isn't transferred to children as, as consciously as I would think, you know, uh, it certainly wasn't for, for me. I mean, my parents all with all their problems, they were very loving. Um, but you know, I, I, I did feel some conditions there, you know, but it wasn't their fault. I mean, that's the way the world works. We're just now, I think kind of waking up to, the idea of um, acceptance of all things, you know, on a massive scale. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I just, I could be completely just losing you right here. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, but I do think that our life and, and who we are is ever changing, right? It's about transformation. We are never the same from day to day. The things that we like, the things that we don't like, the things that we're interested in, um, the way that we look, the way that we show up in the world, the way that we work, the way that we love, it's never the same. It's never the same. And even if it does have remnants of familiarity, it it can morph a little bit. And so the person that we were that when we were 12 is very different than when we're 24 or 36 or 46 or 76, right? We, we may have things that we still value that are consistent, but the person, at least on the outside, is very different. Now, our essence, I think, is, is very much the same because our essence is very consistent. We are spiritual loving beings really just trying to make it through this world. And as we are doing this transformation cycle that we all go through, it's really all about achieving and failing and acceptance and surrendering and living and dying. We see this cycle throughout our life all the time, ultimately to, to kind of our end game is that we participate in the final 
cycle of living and dying when we leave this existence. But everything in the universe dies. Everything, including our universe. I mean, on Gaia, I'll try to find it for you guys and link it, but they, you know, they just now got a picture of black holes. <laughs> they, they knew they existed somehow mathematically, but they have never actually got the equations exactly perfect. So they couldn't exactly prove it. So they needed a picture of it. But the problem is, is that black holes are so far away that there was no lens that could get there. So what Stephen Hawking and many others did uh, is they they got cameras all over the world where they were taking pictures at the same time where they could put together a picture of a black hole but the reason why I bring it up is because every the center of every universe has one and we all go into it so our sun will die the milky way will die nothing is permanent nothing is permanent so learning to accept that we hold on to the things and the people and the pets and the um, the youth and the beauty and and the security we we hold on to it very very loosely because the process of holding on to tightly doesn't allow the next evolution of what in the natural world is meant to be. This is a hard pill to swallow for us. It's it's a hard one. I'm going I'm going through this process with my little dog who I just, oh, I just love her so much, but she's, she's sick and she probably won't, she won't be with us that long. And oh man, I just, I've been just meditating on the fact that, um, this is the cycle, you know, this love leaves, this love comes in. We accept it. We let it go. We surrender and it's hard. It's hard. But when you look at who we are as people, this is who we are. We are ever changing dimensional spiritual beings. We are here for only a short time. We're here. Do we accept that or do we, um, or do we rage against our nature? You know, that's a choice. It's a choice. You know, we can be very afraid of who we are in so many ways. We can be afraid of our power we can be afraid of our frailties and what we experience is our imperfections, which I don't know, as I, as I start to recognize myself, I start to see that my imperfections are um, really, really necessary. Do we deny our mortality or do, we, uh, or do we lean into it and appreciate everything that we are and appreciate the cycle of death and rebirth? So... Anyway, I'm getting really esoteric on you guys, but just remember that the ugliness, the beauty, the love, the pain, the death, the rebirth, it, it is who we are. It is who we are. So the minute that you start to struggle with the ego of how I'm showing up and what do people think, you know, try to meditate on the fact that you are part of a never ending cycle of of love and creativity. And that's what we're doing here. Well, that's what we're doing here on this podcast. We're talking about creativity and there is no creativity without regeneration. This is, this is, I'm getting all Scorpio on you, right? Like this is, um, I'm Scorpio rising. So this is the, the, the cycles and the regeneration. This, this is the point 
in all of us that we all have and, and how conscious we are of it, you know, that's, that's differs in varying degrees. But anyway, so I wonder, you know, if people are going to be reading these books and having any of these thoughts when, when they're reading about this, I don't know. I don't, I don't know people like weirdos like me and sit around and contemplate this stuff, but I've always been like that. I've always like as a little kid, I was, when I was seven, I wrote this little book and like, um, on paper and then punched, punched holes in it. Cause I left hole punchers for some reason and put, tied it with string and it was called the meaning of life. I was literally like seven years old. I'm like, why, why am I contemplating the meaning of life at seven years old? Uh, I think I spelt life wrong though. <laughs> But I mean, this is, this is my thing. This is, this is my, my shtick and I like it. And I hope you guys did too. My intention is to wet your palate for the book. So you'll come see me on May 6th at Samuel and galleries and come and see my new work and, and hopefully get a book. And I'm trying to put the link on my link tree on Instagram. I, I guess you can order them on Amazon if you want to, but they don't come till June. Uh, if you want to buy a book, I'll put the link in Samuel and galleries, their email address. You're more than welcome to order one there, but I would really like for you to come to the show because I want to see everyone and just hang out. So, uh, other than that, I'm trying to think of what else is going on with me. Um, painted all my paintings, doing my podcast, got a lot of writing to do for the show. And, we are, we, I can see over the horizon, it, it is happening, it is happening, and I could not be any more grateful for the work I do, where my path has led me, and getting the chance to talk to you about this, and the fact that you're still listening. <laughs> I promise I won't talk about myself forever, but the, but the next, the next uh, couple of podcasts will, will be similar to this, because I I, I do want to promote the book and let you guys know what you're getting into. So anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for being here and supporting this podcast. And I will talk to you next week. As always, thank you for listening all the way through to the end of the Art of Podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are enjoying the show, Please leave me a five-star review and a written review. It helps the show get listened to and distributed, and it's just really good. And I want to thank you in advance for that. If you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Leah Fisher Art. And also visit my website because I have a great section that highlights a lot of the resources that I talk about on the show. And then it also has some of my art, too, if you want to scroll around and look at that. And if you guys have any resources that you are really enjoying that are helping your healing or just making life a little bit better, share those with me because I would love to share them with my audience. And in the meantime, I hope everyone's doing great and I will talk with you soon.